This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. I am once again your host, Rich Keefe, joined by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hello. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. That's like the little Seinfeld, kind of. I'm trying something. Hey. Hello. Hello. Or we could just go Mrs. Doubtfire route. Hello. <laughs> I think it's a combination of the three. I, I, I got to commit more. Next yeah. Time do an intro. It's yeah. in there all together. So here's the deal. For those who have, uh, are relatively new to Hashtag Dork, if there's a new movie that comes out, for example, today's episode on Logan, we will still do This Week in Hashtag Dork, and then we will do a spoiler-free portion of Logan or the movie, or the season of the TV show, or whatever it is that we're breaking down, uh, and then we'll get into spoilers, and then wrap up with pick of the podcast. Therefore, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can still listen to, you know, maybe almost half of the podcast. At least that's what we're trying to do. So you can let others know that uh, it is still a still. It's we're not going to just jump right in and be like, oh my god, can you believe so and so died? We like to yeah. spare you a little bit from there. Good, yeah, makes let's sense. Do it. All right, let's yeah, I'm go. ready to go. Let's go. Good news, Davey. Hashtag Dork Madness is back. The second year we have done the 64 field tournament to crown something in the dork world. Last year we did best comic book movie. We went from 64 down to one, and I was looking at it in uh, The Dark Knight defeated The Avengers in the final I think Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy were the other final four teams, but there were some upsets along the way, and it was pretty good. However, the first round was kind of a snore, you know, right? Because we had some just, you know, yeah. beatdowns, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. whereas this year, I think we're better set for some some good ones. And the voting will take place throughout the entire month on our Twitter uh, timeline, at Dork Podcast. If you follow along there, uh, you can vote. They'll be up. Uh, we'll do two or three or four every day until we crown a winner. And so the, the ones today, let me get your quick thoughts on the ones that I posted already today. Yeah, well, I, already vo- I already voted, so good. I can right. tell you exactly what I did. Uh, so again, the, the 116s I feel like are still going to be pretty lopsided, but not nearly as lopsided as they were during the movies. But we, we split it up into four regions, Marvel heroes, Marvel villain, villains, DC heroes, DC villains. Uh, we started today with Marvel heroes. The one seed was Iron Man against Storm. And Storm, Storm did not do well. No, Storm's getting killed last check. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I went all with the obvious pick in Iron Man. I also this was the this was the region I had the hardest time seeding and 
keeping it to 16. Like we went over it a little bit last week and we tried to to figure out who the picks were going to be. Um right. but like I left out Nightcrawler, I left out Cyclops, I left out Gambit. Like it was just really difficult. It's really hard. I mean, and, and we're doing this based on who would not who would win in a fight, but based on popularity, right? Who people who their favorite is, right? Yeah, I want to so, see I mean, who people like the most. So I try so again, th- these aren't necessarily my 16 favorite or Davy's 16 favorite. It's just the 16 most popular in my mind Marvel heroes. And not only that, like we can't watch everything and we also can't make like a 128 character bracket. Right, that's, that's insane. Not, that's just not going to work. That's going to take the rest of the year. That's insane. I do appreciate though. I've gotten a lot of tweets already and some emails about, oh, I wish so-and-so was in it, or how did you not have so-and-so? That's fine. Sparks debate. I like it. The 8-9 matchup, Davey, was, and is, is going to go right down to the wire. I put Daredevil as an 8 seed and Star-Lord as the 9. Which is, uh, that's, oof. like, talk about a, you know, first-round matchup. Like, that's something. I, I expected both of those two to go deep. Yeah. In the, at least the Sweet 16 for both of them, and, uh, one of them's out. One of them's going to be out. Oh, and so another one of the good questions that I, I've we've gotten is, is this based off of movies? Is it based off of comics? And so what I've been saying is it's just your favorite version of that character. Okay. So Daredevil, there are some of the greatest comic books ever written. Like the Frank Miller stuff is Daredevil. There's also the TV show, which people like. There also happens to be the Ben Affleck movie. Like there's a wide range of right. Daredevil stuff. Star-Lord... The comics, I don't think people are as familiar with. I think just the love of Guardians of the Galaxy is going to potentially get Star-Lord through. Yeah, I, I voted I voted that way, um, only because he's a hot-ticket item right now. And um, I'm a huge Chris Pratt fan. I think he can yeah. do no wrong. I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan, too. So yep. One of the, and probably the best character on that show, Andy Dwyer. Yeah, he was great. You know, Johnny Karate. So I thought... <laughs> I think you know that that one's going to pull through. A little bit of uh, you know an upset, but that's okay. And that I'll tell you, Iron Man's going to have his work cut out for him in the in the next round too, even as a one seed. The it other is a one seed. The yeah. other the other two matchups I threw out there for today were uh, Captain America versus uh, Punisher, and then yep. Deadpool versus Captain Marvel, which looks like is going to be a blowout. Oh, dead, yeah, Deadpool. Is, yeah, literally. That's I, the last uh, when I voted, there were like sixty something votes, and it was uh, like ninety eight percent. Yeah, uh, no, that's nobody likes Captain Marvel. Uh, no. Well, and, and what's I, all, Deadpool doesn't. It seems like he's he's kind of low, but then when you go through it, the guys I put ahead of him were like rank, like seating wise was Iron Man, Wolverine, uh, Spider Man, and Captain America, which are all insanely popular. Right. So where do you go? how you gonna argue that? You know, you can't. You can't. Do you have any uh, real issues with any of the the people I put in or the seatings? No, no, not not right off the bat. I I do not. Um, there are some. Very heavy mismatches coming up in the other brackets too, so I'm I'm interested to see who, if there's ever an upset where it's going to be. Also, uh, another I wouldn't say it was a complaint. Maybe it was. You can call it a complaint if you want. But they were saying I right now have Marvel Marvel on like sort of one side of the bracket and DC on the other. So the only Marvel versus DC you're going to get is in the championship. I that I do not disagree with that. Okay, good. Because somebody said it should have been all heroes on one and all villains on the other. But this I like better because you'll actually get the final four will be the best Marvel hero versus the best Marvel villain and vice versa, which I think is better. That is better. Good. Sold. Yeah. Sold. All right. All right. Uh, also in uh, this week in Hatch. So again, follow along at Dork Podcast all month long as we try to figure out who the, the best or most popular Marvel slash DC character is. Uh, we also had Last Man on Earth 
was back this week. It was the Kristen Wiig episode. Did you did you get a chance to see it? I did not. It was great. Not. It was really good. It was not to give anything away, but it was almost all Kristen Wiig. Uh, but then it also ties into something that happened earlier in the year or earlier in the season. So all right. it's definitely worth watching because of her. We will now do the uh, the Davy Taboo Minute if you want to get us up to speed on what's going on with Taboo or at least try to at least amount of spoilers as possible. But why is Taboo worth watching on FX? Okay, so I can talk to you why is Taboo. I mean, if you if there's a, a hole in your life that needs to be filled with something that I mean, the reason the show is called Taboo I, from my point of view is because there is a love affair between Tom Hardy and his sister when they're not really related, but. You know, I mean, if that's if that's the Game of Thrones incest void is too much for you, you can definitely fill it in with this show. Um, but I mean, there's uh, and uh, Una Chaplin, who plays Tom Hardy's sister, yeah. was the uh, was Rob Stark's wife. Oh, right, right, right. Game of Thrones. So, so there's that parallel there. That who like is the brother, le- sister thing. legitimately, I think, the granddaughter of Charlie yes. Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin's <laughs> granddaughter. Yeah, insane. Which is, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, uh, she's very pretty too. Yes, she is. But I'm oh, sorry, that's that's neither here nor there. She doesn't say um, much. She doesn't say much. <laughs> uh, but I I find that it's an intriguing show, and like I said, it it it's not for people who need something right away, like right off the start, or something that it's a little bit darker. Um, it's dealing with things from history that I personally didn't have any interest in, um, the East India Company and you know the French American War. You know, yeah. I didn't really have any interest in that. But yep. It takes place around that time, so you've got kind of that period piece kind of thing. It's kind of like a Downton Abbey from hell. Yeah, yeah if you, pretty much. If you're, if you're into that. Um, sure. Which, but there's parts of it, again, no spoilers or anything like that, but, you know, Tom Hardy is great. I think he plays intense better than anybody right now. Um, his character, James Delaney, is just a super intense guy. Yeah, he's um, really good. He, yeah, and there seems to be, you know, some sort of uh, – Native American uh, mysticism going on, some maybe some like North African, like East Indies voodoo thing going on right now. So, you know, I'm I'm into that, uh, but it's not too over the top. Yep. You know, as Penny Dreadful was, I think Penny Dreadful was like way in your face. Did you ever watch that show? I only got through like a couple episodes. I liked it, but I just I've I've been watching other things. But yeah, yeah can't watch everything, right? <laughs> it's, um, that's our motto so here. A little bit toned is a little bit toned down. Um, it's a little bit more political than I thought it was going to be. Um. But some good, some good disemboweling, some good violence. Yeah. You know, so so if you're into that kind of thing, and again, even Tom Hardy himself, he used the term slow burn. Oh God! So it's a bit of it takes you about four episodes to get cooking. All right. Um, so it's all on demand. So if you want to check that out, I'd say absolutely check it out. To me, right now, the best show on TV, and it's going to get serious competition uh, starting next month when The Leftovers and Fargo both return. But it would be Legion. And as as we we're recording this, there's been four episodes of Legion, which again ties in great with this episode, uh, talking about Logan, X-Men stuff, and Legion is like one of these shows where I'm not entirely sure I know what the hell is going on, but I'm not completely lost, and I don't hate that. Like Usually if if it's too confusing, you're like, screw this. This is legit confusing, but you know that there's a lot of layers to it. There's eventually going to be some sort of revelation, or it's also a show... And I know we all don't have time to do this, but if you can watch it more than once, like you literally need to do that. You can probably pick up on a lot of things that are going on. It's uh, it's a lot like Inception in a way because he is such a a he's a mutant who has so many like mental kind of power. Like all of his powers are are 
you know, through his mind. Right. And there's another mutant that's on the that's in there with him that can, you know, jump into your memories and things like that. So you don't know if it's like a dream sequence or if they're literally going through and, and going through your memory. So it's crazy. Like it's it's nothing I can't even compare it to anything else. Like Inception's the closest thing, but as far as a TV show, I don't even know where, what it would it would be, but I'm fascinated to see where it goes. So yeah. Legion is so, good. So I'm on episode two of this and, and I had a bit of an epiphany as I'm sitting there watching episode two. No. I think in a, you said it's four episodes in, right? Yes. And I saw the thing where he jumps in, you know, he's talking with another mutant and he can see his memories. Yes. Um, and they kind of, it's like Inception where he can kind of like live in it. Yeah. Does it make sense? Now, here's a theory. Does it make sense that since it's being told from his perspective, since the story is being told from his perspective, that like it would be like, you know, he's been diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, although we know that's probably not true. Yeah, it's not the case. Um wouldn't it make sense that the beginning of the story is all jumbled up and coming from different places and seeing different people because that's how he saw it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those shows where I don't know how many of the people that are on the screen are actually real people. Right. Uh, and, and so, but yeah. we know, I mean, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you went on the Marvel Wiki and looked up who Legion is. Right. If you hadn't already, yeah. if you hadn't already read the comics, you know by now, that, that wouldn't spoil it though, because some people might not want to know. Like, don't don't say who he's related yeah. to. No, I'm not saying who he's related okay. to. But I'm just saying if you if you went and saw who the character is, I mean, he's, you know, if you or if you've read the Bible, <laughs> you know where he got his name from. Yeah. You know, you know, I, you know, what's your name? We are Legion because we are many. You know, that's actually in the Bible. Yeah. Read your Bible, people. There was. Uh, I went to a Catholic college. I was. I had to read the Bible cover to cover. So don't, don't please paint me. Please don't paint me as like a Bible thumper. Like I'm not going to join this cult, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it episode three? And I know you've only seen two. I think it was episode three, where you'll you'll watch. So Gene Smart's character. Yep. Um, she's sort of like the head of what seems to be like another version of like Xavier School. She's getting coffee, and the coffee machine tells her like a joke. It's it's fascinating. Like it's it's. I had a, I watched it twice, and I was trying to figure out. So it, it's like a, it's one of those joke kind of riddle type things, and it's like, sure. hey, like, would you like to hear? Would you like to hear a story? Or maybe it's just a story, whatever he calls it. And it's like a really. I love the voice. It's like an old man with like a British accent type thing. It's like, would you like to hear like a story? And she's like, sure. And he tells like this whole long like meandering story, and you're like, "What is this about?" Like, what? It, like, I I still don't know. I really don't. Like, I'm, I'm the watching the show. Maker in that show is Buzz Killington from Family Guy. <laughs> yes, pretty much. It <laughs> tells a yeah. t- tells a tremendous story. A real thinker. Real thinker, if you will. Well, right. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm on that episode, so I'm interested in seeing that. Yeah, let me know. Get, get back to me when you hear the the story that the coffee yeah. machine. I'm on vacation, brother. I got nothing but time. Nothing but time. You can watch Legion. All right. Well, this will segue perfectly then into uh ryan davies video game minute which speaking of nothing but time we don't have we don't have imaging for yet but we could we and yeah. maybe maybe someday we will yep um so this week in video game minute i think the one game if you're gonna if you're a game a week type person and you try to you know my motto of video games is much like the one in this podcast is you can't play everything but you can certainly fucking try that's and right that's, that's kind of my thing that's a winning um, attitude i like that yeah. so the big news the big news out of the video game world this week is the nintendo switch finally dropped um which there are some issues, uh, hardware issues with these things. I'm hearing dead pixels and, you know, screens for the handheld not working and, you know, people breaking the controller oh, no. being too rough with them. But, I mean, it's user error most of the time. Um, 
most of the time, I'd say. I do, right. There's not going to be a major recall or anything. But um, from what I'm hearing, the, the games they've released, most of them are just okay. You know, Bomberman's just okay. The Switch Party thing is just okay. But the big name to come out of that is, um, I believe, uh, Breath of the Wild, the new Zelda game. Oh, okay. Yep. currently scoring a 98 on Metacritic. Wow. Which is phenomenal. Yeah, they're a hard grader. And I think IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. So There you go. Um, and if you look at, there's a way you can look on Google Maps, but I'm uh, not on Google Maps, but on Google Image Search, you can look at the size of the map. Oh, and okay. If I if I looked at it correctly, you can see for, they give you an, um, a side by side. It's like it's the biggest map on video game history ever created. No, yeah, no kidding. It fits, it fits. If I counted correctly, six or seven Skyrims within one map. <laughs> oh. That's enormous. Yeah, I'm here. That's people nuts. People have been playing for 50 and 60 hours and still seeing things they've never seen before. That's awesome. Which is uh, un- unbelievable. So this will help get this. This this will help move those switches. Oh, it has to because this is one of the best video games made. From what I've heard, it's one of the best video games made in the past five years. Holy shit! Okay, rivaling Grand Theft Auto. You know, games like that that still are playable to this yeah. day. So. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're going to get a Switch, I mean, uh, in my mind, 80% of the people who buy a Nintendo Switch, this is the reason why. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, yeah, so, if you don't have a Switch, right? Uh, the I game don't. that the big the big title that's dropped this week is Ghost Recon Wildlands. Okay. From the Tom Clancy camp, which is basically you're a team of four, so you can play solo or you can play co-op, um, and it's four guys riding around uh, South America, I believe, or South and Central America taking out drug cartels or maybe nice. it's mexico but it's um it looks really cool it's open world total sandbox game you can hop in and out so i guess the multiplayer from what i've read is the strong suit the campaign isn't that great all right um i hopefully this is a step up in the tom clancy camp from the division which is a bit of a letdown sounded really cool looked really cool didn't play very well so hopefully yeah. this is a step in the right direction for them all right. What do you say we That's get? That's it. I think that was a minute right on the nose. That was the unique 60 seconds yeah. of video game updates, courtesy of Ryan Davey. And uh, what do you say we get into Logan, shall we? Let's do it. Non spoilers. As promised, we start non spoilers for Logan, which was the top movie at the box office. No surprise. Uh, like 88 million or somewhere in there for the opening weekend. Uh, two, two part question here, Ryan. Sure. Uh, did you like it and did it live up to the hype? Yes. And. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. A bit of a pause. Yeah, a bit of a pause. Interesting. All right, what do you got? So I, I absolutely love this movie. Um, and I think why I went, yes. I mean, I was hyped. For, I went into the theater with my ginger ale and my large popcorn. Good. My number one, if you go to the AMC theaters, the number one combo. Oh, number one combo. Nice. Absolutely. So yeah. I thought I was going to see a completely different movie. Really? I mean, I knew kind of the gist, but I thought like the tone and the speed of the movie was going to be a little bit different. Um, and what I got essentially was probably the best Western movie since Unforgiven. Yeah, definitely. But it just so happened to have Wolverine in it. Right. Like, this movie was right. just dead nuts like a Western movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it, it definitely was. I think the director even talked about like influences being... Uh, Unforgiven, Shane, and there was... Of course, Shane. Right. Even though that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then there was another one that he said was like a direct 
influenced. So it's it's, it's hilarious. Like he's not like oh I'm influenced by you know Blade and the original X Men and what right. like he's like no he's talking about like classic westerns. Yeah, and that's exactly what this movie was. And if you don't like western movies then this probably isn't for you so i was talking to my i again the great sounding board for the casual comic book fan is both of our wives yes the comic book movie fan mm-hmm. so i i said to her she's like well was it good i went i went by myself yeah. I, typically whenever we so, do a, a pod on a one movie i typically go see it by myself because i don't want anyone asking me questions or bothering me yeah, here you know me what too. I mean? I'm a, I'm, by myself. same way um and i see it at a time where the only people who are seeing it with me are people who are seeing it by themselves. Right, and hopefully they're so, the same people listening to this. <laughs> right, and we look at each other, we give each other like yeah. the kind of like, like thumbs up. Yeah. You know? like, yep. um, but yeah, so she said, well, was it good? And I said, oh my God, it was unbelievable. But you wouldn't like it. Like mm. I found myself saying that. Interesting. You know, because she's into like Guardians and she really likes the Avengers and she really, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is not like that. Polished. It is not. It's not that at all. And I mean, you know what? It's it's a hard R. and Hard hard art yeah you'll you'll know why while you're watching it and we haven't seen a ton of art like when we did our episode on deadpool we went back and looked at some of the other like watchmen and a handful of others i think you know one of the punishers were like those those are the r comic book movies and a lot more miss than hit and then deadpool kind of really turned it on its head and this of course has none of the the slapsticky fourth wall breaking that deadpool has no but this is a legit r you know with the violence and the language uh the the whole thing but i was never like oh my god like this this doesn't feel right because once no. again deadpool is 100% a rated r character and so can and maybe so should be wolverine Right, and I think this is kind of the this is the Wolverine you've been waiting for. This is the Wolverine yeah. you've been waiting seventeen years to see. Yes, you know it's like, you know, when you watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, and I remember thinking even at eight, I'm like, wait a minute, like Leonardo has swords. Why doesn't he cut anybody? Like, why doesn't anyone <laughs> get cut? You know what I mean? Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. So like, this is from the very first fight scene. You are, it is brutal. Oh, it's like the, it's on. Yeah, like it the is. Violence is brutal. Yeah, and we'll get into more of that in the spoiler per- portion too. Just the, yeah. the, some of the fight scenes, but yeah, it's it's legit R for sure. Yeah. What did what did you think of? Because we've seen Hugh Jackman now portray Wolverine so many times. How do you think this one stacked up to the others? Uh, this is the best, by far, like not even close. Right? This I agree. This is this is the one where it's not the first time he's carried a movie. Obviously, even no. in some of the X Men's, you could say with all, even with the ensemble, he carried the movie. But in this one, it, it's him almost the entire movie just on him, and it's action, but it's also a, a, a motion. Like it's he he absolutely crushes it. Yes, I absolutely agree. And it's it, the movie. I, I say the word brutal because it's like, and this isn't a spoiler. I mean, you th- I think you can pick this up on what you've seen from trailers and stuff. It's not just brutal from a term in terms of violence, but emotionally too. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, yeah. it's heavy. It's a yeah. it's, it's a heavier movie. It's weird, as you said, you know, even calling it a comic book movie. I mean, it is because it's one of the great characters of all time. But just the whole layout of it, even even the villains who, you know, you see some in the in the trailer. But even the villains, it's not like oh, here comes the puppet master or here comes right. apocalypse. Like these are all kind of like real world villains that like mm-hmm. you can like, especially that that world anyway. Uh, so where would you compare it, or how would you compare it? You know, last week when we did our episode on X-Men movies, we talked about, 
you know, First Class, Days of Future Past, and the first two ever X-Men movies sort of in a tier of their own. Yep. Is this better than those ones, or is it in that same group? I think it's, 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 if it's in that group, it's at the top of that group, but I don't see it as one of those movies, if that makes any sense. No, I, I, I got gotcha. you. I got it. I don't see yeah. it as it's just so good, just like on its own. Yeah. You know, if this is the only Wolverine movie they ever made, it would they would be fine. Like it it's it's Yeah. Not a perfect movie in the sense that I think The Dark Knight is a perfect movie. I mean, this definitely had its flaws. Like I'm not seeing it with the rose-colored glasses on and saying this is the greatest comic book movie ever made. Right. It's one of the, it's top 5. Like not even like far and away it's top 5. Yeah, it's funny you say um, that because if you if you know, you look back at the uh the Dork Madness bracket that we had last year and I mentioned what yeah. the four comic book were, books movies were now a, a whole year of movies have come out including deadpool and civil war so some other really good ones but yeah like you could easily put logan in the conversation of dark knight and guardians and iron man yeah i mean if if you're paying attention and if you really like these types of movies this has to be in the conversation as greatest comic book movie made has to be yeah, like I don't, I, I don't think there's anybody who's seen this movie who would disagree. Right? Maybe someone will do it just to like be be a putz and like go on Twitter and be like, you know what I mean? But well, I'm sure they were, and even you know, Rotten Tomatoes, which again, I feel like over the last year or so, people have looked to Rotten Tomatoes w- way more. It's almost like it's a new site because how many times do you see now when you're watching previews for movies on like on TV that they actually like reference the Rotten Tomato score? I feel like it's all the time now. It's all the time because that's it's become part of it. Like I think that's the first place people go is is a movie good or not? Let me check Rotten Tomatoes. And I believe last check it was at ninety three percent. Right. Which again, those people watching it aren't like you and me who who you know love comic book movies and go in automatically giving it a certain score or automatically going to like it. I understand how Rotten Tomatoes works. I don't need don't send me emails about. We know how it works. <laughs> we know we know how it works. But but still, ninety three percent is really impressive. You know, you look at some of the movies that were nominated for Oscars, they're in that same territory or even a little bit worse. So Yeah, I think Manchester by the Sea was like 92. Yeah, I I, I like this a lot better than Manchester I, by the Sea. You know what? Still depressing, but at least some <laughs> at least some uh some heads rolled. Both were a little bit yeah, both were both were sad. Now, yeah. I think I know where you're going with this, but the uh oh, this is also for new listeners as well. Uh, we rate everything in Infinity Stones. This was Davey's idea because it's the dorkiest way possible to rate something. So it's a six-stone scale. We don't like it, but you are allowed to do half-stones. It's not ideal, but you can. So out of six Infinity Stones, where does Logan rank on the hashtag dork scale? On our scale, for our people, I think this is a six. I 100% agree. It's a six out of six. And And only because... I need this movie to be a six on this scale because think of the other movies that are in the comic book movie pantheon. There are over 70, maybe over 80 at this point. Yeah. Um, where your top five, like your top percent, like this is in there with Spider-Man two. It's in there with the dark Knight. Yep. It's in there with the first Iron Man, like guardians of the galaxy. Right. So it has to be, it has to be a six. Right. Exactly. Plus man, I think I gave Suicide Squad like a four. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I gave it a three. Right, exactly. So, so I mean, it, it, you need to be able to extend it further than like I think I gave Doctor Strange a five, and like this, I liked way more than Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's, it's all it's an all timer. Like yeah. we talk about the golden age of you know comic book m- movies 
and we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah. I mean, this is this is one of the top five we've seen. Um, no end credits scene. So I know there was something announced. Uh, there was like an article that there was going to be an end credit scene. There is not. So don't sit there and in, uh, in the theater and wait till the end. So don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Uh, there was another part I was going to add to spoilers because it came on right before the movie, but it's already been released, and chances are you've already seen it. Again, chances are you've probably already seen the movie, but right. this got released. Ryan Reynolds released it. There was a Deadpool 2 teaser that came on right at the beginning, yeah. and it was Deadpool. He goes into uh, – we tweeted this out, too, at Dork Podcast, but he hears like a, something going on in an alley. He tries to pull a Superman and change – into a phone booth it takes him like an hour and a half to get out of the phone booth guy's dead but not only that he changes into the suit but you look around it says nathan summers coming soon on the phone booth who of course is cable and how about the firefly posters in the alley firefly posters is a good (laughs) nice touch did you like the teaser i did i mean but jesus what a change in tone from like one minute to the next you know what i mean well don't you think it was good and then you're like jesus like that's you know. Don't you think it made sense though? I guess to put it on the front and not at the end. Yeah, I, and, and speaking of like, well, the, it's, yeah, yeah, and because I think that was a wise choice, and I think um, that was done intentionally. Yeah, because at the end of Logan, again, this is the spoiler-free aspect, but it would just be incredibly inappropriate. Yeah, to the, put that at the end. Right, like these characters. It's too bad because these two characters are the two best things that Fox has going for him right now, but. It's great that, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman tweet at each other back and forth, but like the actual characters, it just, it'd be cool, but it also wouldn't fit. And so they're not in there. Um, And so you get the Deadpool teaser here at the beginning. Anything else non-spoiler you want to hit on before we get to spoilers? No, because I can't wait to talk about the spoilers. Okay. All right. Jump out. If you haven't seen it, jump off. All right. So spoilers, spoiler, spoiler alert here for, for Logan. First thing I would say is a lot of people thought that it was going to be more based off of old man Logan, right? Because remember Hugh Jackman even said at one point, he's like, I got like three words for you. Like at one of the Comic-Cons like forever yeah, ago, yeah, he's yeah. like, old man Logan. And we're like, oh, snap. And then they named the movie Logan. But then you're like, well, the Fox Studios doesn't have the rights to like 80% anyway. of the characters in that comic book. So you're like, well, maybe it'll be loosely based. And the only way, like the only real connection to it is – um. He's older, like he he's, he he's older. He's not recovering the same way that he used to be, and he is kind of on a little bit of a like a like a trip, right? Like he's on. It's a bit of a uh, like a, a journey type movie. Like that. Those are probably the only similarities to the the graphic novel Old Man Logan. And then the other thing, the other I think the other thing they pulled it from was the Death of Wolverine that series, that, that mini series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that too. Uh, yeah, twelve. Yeah. Um, which dealt with him dealing with adamantium poisoning. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't there like some like cosmic thing that caused his healing factor not to work anymore? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So I think it was like a marriage of those two things. And like you said, I don't think. Well, old, I would have loved to have seen Old Man Logan with the Banner family and like all that stuff. I you just can't in in this day and age where people sue each other all the time. Um, you just can't do that. Yes, stuff. it would have been impossible. Like that. As I was watching it, I'm like, I love this movie, but I'm like, I I would like to have seen him in that like almost like shot for shot i would have loved to have seen that movie but this was still this was still great and it takes place in 2029 um and it's it's him it's professor x we're gonna get into all of the uh the other characters 
Uh, but the fight scenes were off the charts in this from movie. The be- from the beginning. Right away. Like, it was just brutal. Like, I know I used that word already, yeah. but Jesus, when the guys are, like, trying to take his hubcaps off the car. Well, because it's... And you're sl- like, here we go. You know, and then you're just like, whoa. whoa. Like, the, there was a... There were people next to me who I didn't think they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. And for some reason, I didn't either. Like, I, people said, oh, it's a hard R, but, like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, what does that mean to them? And then in the first five minutes, you're like, oh, this is how this is going to be, you know? Yeah, because it is – because he's not full 100% Wolverine, it's gruesome. Because, like, he can take a beating, but, he, but it's, like, a real slow, slow recovery. Yeah. And then I'm telling you right now – the. Like his, and we've seen it in a bunch of movies, and some it's it's been uh, a little bit better than others. But like his claws, like when he kills somebody, it's so much better than maybe any other comic book character kill. Yes, like it's unbelievable. Like so, the scene in which they're they're at like you know where where they've been stashing Charles Xavier and like where Caliban is the first time like the Reavers show up. And it's X twenty three and Logan like that fighting scene. Yeah, I, I like I don't even I didn't realize I was doing this till the end. But I like sat up straight in my seat. I think I had my mouth like wide open, like not even trying. Like I again, I saw it by myself, so I wasn't trying to get a reaction from anybody. But I was like so, it was intense, and but yet I was happy. It was very strange. It was a very strange thing. But as I was watching that, I said, is this the greatest fight scene we have ever seen? I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, you have, I forget the the young actri- actress's name who plays X-23. I, her name escapes me right now. This was her first movie. And she's like legit. I think they say she's 11 in the movie, and I think she's legitimately like 11 or 12. And she's hitting, like, I, I don't know where they'd find like a little child stunt double. I don't know how much she did of, on her own. I don't know. But she's, like, hitting hurricanas with, like, the claws in her feet and, like, kicking people in the throat and, you know. But, like. I mean, it, it was, like, yeah, like a ping pong ball. I mean, it was it was awesome. But it's, it's why, like, the best Wolverine movie you knew was going to be rated R. Because think back to some of the other X-Men movies. Like, yeah, Wolverine technically would kill people, but it would sort of be, like, off screen or he'd, like, stab them through, like, a shirt or whatever else. Like, this is, he's doing headshots where you see, like, the claws come out of the brain he like the girl is just jumping around and you know she's got the two claws on her on her hands and then the one claw on her foot and yeah. just the the acrobatics and like the noises that it makes oh gruesome oh my like, oh. god and so that that to me and again I'm well aware I'm one of these people that walk out of a movie and I'm like that's the greatest movie I've ever seen and like that's the greatest performance I've ever seen I loved the uh civil war like airport scene I loved uh, you know, actually, some of the fight scenes in Deadpool, you know, some of the Daredevil TV show. I think this was the best because, like, yeah. think about the the Civil War one so different because it's like twelve awesome characters showing off their powers, but like nobody dies, nobody. It's it's you know, and you know they're not going to. Right. Um. Whereas this is just this is something out of like you said, either a western or like the Terminator or one of those type of movies. Yeah, I mean it's one of those like, you know, um you know those bar the saloon gunfight that you see like dozens of people die. I mean that's yeah. everything just reeks of western. Um but the other thing that I really like too, the other fight scene and then they after that, the one with the hotel room where Xavier's having like one of his Oh uh, my god. Yeah. having one of his seizures. Um uh, what do the old people call it? 
a spell. He's having a spell. <laughs> he was having. He certainly was having a bit of a spell. But like they're like, it was almost like the Quicksilver scene where like everything stopped, but them. Yeah. So they're trying to get to him, like X twenty three and Wolverine. Laura, let's call her Laura. Yeah. Laura and Wolverine are trying to get to him, and they're the only ones who can kind of fight through it. Yeah. And like, and it, it, it was it was subtle, but like the guy by the door, the first guy he sees. Oh, when he, he looks at him. Claws, he kind of looks at him. Yeah. Like he, he can kind of move. And he's, he can't, oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a bunch of scenes, and it was spaced out, you know, like it was, when, and then, you know, when it would be kind of slow, like that would just sort of set up just how nuts the, the next fight scene would be. Absolutely, and I think, and I think the, the director did a really good job of knowing when you've hit enough of a lull that yeah. you knew you could feel it building that the shit was going to hit the fan. I still can't believe... Like it is a great question. Like how much the young actress really did. Like, cause she killed so many people in the movie, yeah. and was like sliding around, like cutting guys in the leg and stabbing them through the neck. And you're just like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, I don't I know. Like when she did the belly slide underneath the garage door, I'm like, that was a pretty good move. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's very <laughs> agile. There'd be like yeah. a, like a ten and agility. Yeah. Uh, but that was. That was sick. Um, now, obviously, a couple of huge deaths in this. What did you think of the Professor X death? Um, I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was well done. I think at, at the at the part of that movie, you couldn't really see them carrying him the rest of the way. Yeah, you know what I mean. I thought it was a dream sequence at first. I did too, and and there we'll get to that in a second. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But, yep. um, you know, Patrick Stewart was very adamant that this was his last movie. I don't think they can bring him back. Yeah. You know, after that, I mean, um, although he's but it was he, to kind of what he thought he was talking to Wolverine, and he's telling him like I I didn't remember it, but now I remember it, and he did that awful thing where, you know, he killed seven of the X Men and like six hundred people. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to ask you, too, was that, so he killed, what, all of the mutants, or just... So on the radio, it said that he killed seven of the X-Men. Like, remember he, like, he was listening to it on the radio? Yeah, yeah. They called the Westchester incident, they said 600 were killed or injured, and seven of the X, and he turns the radio off. So, let's let's say, it's got to be Cyclops, Storm, Iceman, Rogue... Colossus, yeah, because Beast, Beast, and I would assume Jean Grey got away, or was like the Phoenix at that point, or she had she had died at some point. Maybe Kitty Pride, yeah, Kitty Pride didn't. So that's probably who. That's probably who we killed. Um, because was it the was it Sander? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, was it Sander Rice? He made a comment about like how he gotten rid of all the mutants, and so I wasn't sure what that meant unless he was just referring to like the ones that were like test subjects I think, so he so what's his name um donald pierce says something oh show some respect this is the guy who killed all the mutants yeah and he said no i i didn't kill all of he said i didn't kill all of them like i just cured them or something like that yeah well yeah so i think okay i, I don't think he killed them all i just think he made it so that no more would be born yeah because they also make a point that they say there hasn't been a mutant born in like 25 years yeah which also throws the timeline completely – well, I shouldn't say – Not it, really. Kind of – I mean, the timeline was always messed up anyway. Right. 
because when like in Days of Future Past, it, it wiped out so much. But the one thing that you have, even like as an audience member, is that Professor X and Wolverine should remember like everything. Like everything that we've seen, though, that those guys have like lived through, like they probably remember it, but nobody else does. Yep. But anyway, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mind. I would also like to say too, there was a good Latin joke in there for those of you who take Latin at home, where he says, "Oh, it's you know the world's most notorious octogenarian," and he's like, "Actually, I'm a nonagenarian," <laughs> which is a Latin joke. Did you laugh out loud in the theater? I did, like a ha, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of those. Everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> so like, for those of you who don't take Latin. An octogenarian is someone in their 80s, and nonagenarian is someone in their 90s. Nice. So, that is a good Latin joke. That's a good Latin joke. We should have we should have led with that. Yeah. Just to keep the keep the listeners, you know, honest. Um. All right. So yeah, the 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 Professor X death was surprising, uh, to say the least. Well, no, no, no. Not surprising that he died in the movie, but it was surprising at the time that he did. That, that's what I would yeah. say. Like I, I was I was kind of surprised, uh, that that took place what about uh of course wolverine's death logan's death Whew, yeah that was tough that was tough and you know he, you think but yeah y- you knew it was coming right you know and i think a lot of it is i mean i don't want to get into you know the literary side of it you know but the writing portion of it you know you got to figure like they him and xavier both knew that they weren't they weren't going to make it back to el paso or they were going to make it back to Mexico. They were never getting to the boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of the the literary aspect of it is, you know, they have this thing that they're trying, they're building towards, but both of them know that they're not going to get there. Exactly. Yeah, that's something that they talk about, and you're like, yeah, well, this is, yeah we're going to go do this. Although, even when they no. first mention it, you're like, you're not getting to that fucking boat. Yeah. Like, that's a nice, it's a nice thought. Yeah. What about... Yeah, what? Bad. But, oh, and the, oh, when she took the... She took the cross, made it an X, and made it an X. Uh, that I mean, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that what was an awesome. Awesome idea. That was that was pretty good. And then just all like the new mutants, kind of just burying them and, and talking about it. like they were all fans of his. What did you think of that? What did you think of their actually being like X Men comics in the universe? I mean, I think that's kind of a clever idea to say like you know because even in westerns, you know they would do. You know, with say like Billy the Kid, like someone like that, they would make comic books and about stories that he did and kind of like adventures and sell them. You know, so I think that's uh, again a nod to westerns and things like that, where he says, you know, like a quarter of this shit never happened, right? Or a quarter of it did happen, and the others, the three quarters of it never happened. Exactly. You know, so there's the 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 split between the man and the myth and you see the little kid at the end the the little black kid holding a wolverine action figure like at his funeral yeah right i mean i thought i think again that's a whole huge western thing you know where i saw that happen too in a recent movie um not an old western but in young guns okay there you they go. talk about that a lot where there's you know billy the kid comic books and and also, you know, they finally meet him, and there's a dis- there's a disparity yeah, not- between who the real person is and what yeah. the comic book person is. It also reminded me of the uh, the graphic novel The Boys, which I know you recommended for me. Yes, it did. Um, and that I mean that's a little bit more over the top, but as far as like the superheroes, their whole like premise is so like they can like sell comic books of themselves, <laughs> right. kind of thing. But I was like, yeah, that's kind of kind of interesting. But at least but it, think- it made them so you understood where their respect for Wolverine came from. Yeah, and people know who he is, right? You know, and there's like this uh, this thing they're like, uh, they're building towards Eden or 
you know, something like that, that this place may or may not exist because it was written about in comics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, now, taking a look at the character breakdown, we already talked about Logan and how Hugh Jackman, it was his best performance out of, you know, like 15 Wolverine performances. This was tremendous. He also portrayed X-24, who I was not aware of. In fact, I don't think he was ever in the comics, right? I don't think, I think X-24 is a movie-only thing. At first, I've never read anything with X-24. No, neither have I. And so I didn't, at first I didn't really like it, but then when you're looking at it, you're like, well, this whole, this whole movie is about how you can sort of, you know, spin, spin off the DNA and you can make other, you know, mutants and stuff. And so why wouldn't you just try to get a, a, you know, the exact same thing as, as Wolverine. Right. And so he pops up and like, what would be a, what would be a tougher opponent for him than himself? Like a mirror match. Yeah. And the other thing I, 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 and this is the English teacher in me now coming out is we've done the Latin teacher. Here comes the English teacher. Wow. I think that X 24 is what Wolverine was intended to be. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. hundred percent. He, he went another way. And I think he says to you know Laura at one point like don't be what they what they made you to be yeah don't be like the weapon or whatever yeah yeah and I think that was the that was the weapon he didn't have any lines he didn't say anything no he's just... they ta- uh, what's his name talked to him like he was a dog yeah yeah right you know yeah and he was an animal so I mean that's and he called him a tool at one point yep you know so I think that's what he was intended to be but never did it. Yeah, you know, I think that was the purpose of the Weapon X program, and that's what you saw, and that's what he should have been, and didn't work out that way. No, so he was he was solid in uh, in that role. Again, at first I was like, eh, I don't know if I like this, but then it ended up, I think, working out. Now, um, I read something. Yes, that that character was supposed supposed to be Lev Schreiber in Sabretooth. That the early script was that it was Sabretooth and not X twenty four. Yes, would that have changed it for you? Yeah, I think I. I think I would have liked it better. Well, actually, initially, I know I would have liked it better. Been like, oh, cool, like Sabretooth, because that's always been a great rival with with Wolverine. But even looking back on it now, I'm like, I don't really mind the choice to go with X24. No, because then, like, you know, the the way Charles dies wouldn't have really made that much sense. And yeah, no, this is you know, so, this is but, probably better. But I think in the early workings of the script, that that was that was the plan. Charles, which mean, is cool. But. No, that is cool. Charles, on the other hand, he was great, too. I mean, he knew Patrick Stewart was going to be good, but he's also playing a guy who's kind of just losing his marbles. And so he has to play, uh, which which makes sense for somebody that can hear, like, everybody's thoughts and has so much, you know, these mind powers. It's not going to end pretty for him. And so I, I mean, he did a great job at that, at that. Yeah, and I think, and I hadn't really thought of that before. Like, what if, you know, what would happen? You know, if yeah. they start to deteriorate, like what would happen to his mind? And if he starts, you know, not recognizing people or not knowing what's true and what's not, you know, it, it's it was kind of a cool concept. And I think that's one of those things where, especially if you're if you're like a, a younger fan, like say you're like a like a young like teenager and you're watching the early X-Men movies and you sort of see Professor X and Wolverine and like their relationship there and like how they kind of go back and forth at each other a little bit. But then if you were to watch this, like I think it would be pretty uncomfortable because there's there's times where you're like, all right, is he really completely losing his mind? Like does he know who he's who he's talking with here and like having to get a medicine and it's just that's a it's a hard watch. Uh yeah. I mean even even for, you know, in our thirties it could it could be a little bit of a hard watch. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough to say. I mean, again, I mean this movie was just brutal. It was it was you know, it was heavy. Yeah. Like and this is somebody who we've all 
you know, this is like the he can oftentimes be like the voice of God. Like he can yeah. stop, literally, he can alter yeah. reality, and yep. you know, and this is a guy we've everything he said as as an audience and as a member of the X Men. I'm sure, like everything he said is true. And now you're like, well, maybe he's losing it a little bit. Yeah. You know, which is hard. It's hard to watch. No, it it, it absolutely was. Uh, you got X-23, or Laura, who, as Davey said, it's her first movie she's ever been in. And I said when we were making uh, you know predictions for the movie, I said she could kind of make or break it because child actors, they're, they're more bad than good. Mm-hmm. And you, you weren't sure. And as the movie was going along, you were thinking, well, she might not even talk the whole time. Like, she didn't talk forever, so much so yeah. that I, I thought maybe she wouldn't. Uh, and then she did, and it was it was fine. Like she was she was good throughout. I had no problem with her. No, I didn't. And I think that if I were to have one knock on the movie, it would be not so that she didn't talk initially, but that she talked sooner. Like the I thought one of the funniest parts of the movie was when she was like, "She's like, wait, you talk," and then he, he, she like punched him in the face and just started ripping off. <laughs> and also, an observation on our society isn't it isn't it odd how much Spanish. That filmmakers think that you understand. Oh yeah, like they just assume that you can speak like very basic Spanish. Yeah, well, I think a lot of us can. I can. Yeah, but right. When she started going really fast, I had no idea what she was saying, and maybe that was the point. I don't know. Yeah, there were some phrases she said that I didn't know what that. I don't know what that means. No, I don't think you were supposed to. I mean, because Logan didn't know what she was saying. So, yeah. but yeah, no, that was she. She was good. I was pleasantly surprised with her. I had no idea actually what to expect. But she was she was great. What you make? Here's, here's something. I, yeah. I, can I, I'm sorry. This no. is just I'm gonna I, I gotta get this off my chest. because It bothered me in the movie. Please. Did you notice that people who speak English now have subtitles more than people who speak Spanish? <laughs> like if you look at like the like the idiot rednecks they have on like Lifetime or like whatever Bravo show, whatever, and they're speaking in a southern accent. So they yeah. Need subtitles like Honey Boo Boo like often needs subtitles. This is like a bigger picture type of. Yeah, this is thought. a bigger picture kind of thing. Okay. I'm just going to throw this out there. No, I, I like so, it. So those idiots need subtitles because they can't speak English. Any language. But people who speak Spanish, we don't need subtitles for them anymore. No, because we can figure it out. Which is it, it just it's odd to me. Continue. <laughs> All right, maybe next week we'll have, we'll have a further breakdown. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of Caliban, who uh, we also saw him in X-Men Apocalypse, he uh, it was played by a different actor, but they had the, they had a very similar look. Yeah, a very similar look and a very completely different characters. Um, you know, the the Caliban in Apocalypse referred to himself in the third person. It was kind of creepy and an real information broker. Yeah. Um, and this Caliban, first of all, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast last week. Um, Hugh Jackman is a mountain of a man. Yes. And Wolverine is not supposed to be that big. He's short. Maybe. They Steve Merchant is like six six or six seven. Oh, so maybe that's why they. Yeah, <laughs> okay. maybe. I mean, he was good anyway. But yeah, that could, good, that could be part he, of it. Sure. Yeah, he's the only person they could find. Some gangly guy who's taller than Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh, so that could be part of it. But I think, I mean, he's he's a really funny guy. Yeah. Um. So it was interesting to see him in this this bit of a role as someone who burns, um, from the sun. Very easily, it was nice to see our our type of person represented on the screen. That's yep. nice. Yep, our, our Irish skin can relate yep. to uh, for all of for all of us who do. Uh, yep, uh, thirty plus with the SPF. Yep, shout out to Caliban on that. Shout on out that to front. you. Yeah, now I bes- also avoid the sun. I, I try. I need to. Uh, besides X twenty four, the other main villains 
you had Xander Rice, whose uh, father was killed by Wolverine in X-Men Apocalypse. So as bad as X-Men Apocalypse was, there were some carryover things, plus, of course, the the whole uh, end credit scene, which you weren't sure if it was going to be for for Deadpool or for what it was going to be, but it was really about um, you know them taking Logan's DNA so they could make X-23. I mean, that's, right. that's what that was about. But uh, So Xander Rice, who's also in charge of the Reavers, um, and Donald Pierce. What did you think of those guys? I thought they were good. I mean, the Donald Pierce that we saw was not the Donald Pierce from the comic books, thank God. Yeah, right. Um, no, I know. Have you ever done it? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever read any of that? He was just kind of a, uh, a, a real fancy boy. Yes. And uh, we, didn't, we did not get that. So that was good. And I like the southern accent. I like the, uh, the actor who's kind of like a JV Ben Foster. Yeah, he really, he really was. But you can't use you can't use Ben Foster, obviously, because he was no. in an X Men movie. But, no, no. You know, he was kind of that, but it was nice to see. He was Archangel. You know, kind of a, yes, he was. Yes, he was. In uh, uh, the Last Stand. In the Last Stand. Yeah, not, but not a good movie. I, uh, I, I, re- I rather enjoyed them. Maybe you know Xander Pierce. We could have used uh, not Xander, um, Xander Rice. Xander Rice. We could have used a little bit more. Of it's him. kind of, kind of like a William Stryker role. Yeah, you know, very yeah, very similar to that. Guy. The big bad, the big bad, as it yeah, were. He went he went down pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, oh yeah. Thought there was going to be a little bit more build up, and they're gonna. But Jesus Christ, did Donald Pierce die? He oh my he, god, he died. Yep, he died. There were some there were some you death had a scenes. Group of pissed off preteen mutants just standing, and all of them simultaneously using their powers on you. They all had powers, and there were there was leaks to who they lined up with, and one of them. Uh, when they were going through the files and it said like who they were stealing DNA from and like who like they were uh, cloned basically from. And so you had Wolverine. Another one was Chris Bradley, who yep. is referred to as either Bolt or Maverick in some of the different comics. But Chris Bradley was also was in X-Men Origins. Wolverine was one of the hobbits. You know that guy, the actor who's like one of the yep. not Frodo or uh, but he's one of the hobbits. You he marry your Pippin. Yeah, he was. So he was in that movie. But yep. so uh that was one of the kids, and then there was about one kid. Must have been like Ice Man. He had like an ice thing going on, uh, but oh, yeah, the ice breath. Yeah, yeah, he had the ice breath. So there was all kinds of <laughs> new mutants going on. Would, got like the Sub Zero fatality going on. Yeah, so that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Would you want to see a New Mutants movie? And I guess it was, sorry, one more Richter, the kid, the oldest kid. Oh yeah, like the the leader. I guess he was the leader of the X Force or the New Mutants or something like that. Yeah. At some point. So that there you go. That makes so that makes sense. You know, so I—I I mean, would I? After this, maybe not. I mean, part of me wants to be like, just let this, let this go, like this, just this end it. The end of that, yeah. You know, because it was so good, and you don't want to. Yeah, you I'm, don't want to carry that on. You don't want to limp to the finish there. You want to end that with a bang. You know. Yeah, I'm with you, and I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm probably good. Like as cool as X twenty three was, and they'll probably make a movie with her. I don't really. I don't think so for me. No, I don't. I don't no, think I need a, a new mutants movie altogether. Um, Maybe down the road at some point. But what else? What else do you got here on uh, Logan? Anything? Yeah, I saw one. One of the cool things I saw, and I think this was a shot of uh, a, a nod to Old Man Logan. If you look when he's in the scene with the funeral, um, when he's like just being a limo driver and it's pouring, it's pissing rain and everything like that. The grave he's standing in front of, the last name on the grave is Rogers. Yo, you think Captain America? I think, but at some point at Old Man Logan, don't they see his grave? Don't they see Captain America's grave? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
Because at I've, that point, it's just a bunch of villains living. There's like no heroes left. There's no heroes. There's only like a few. So, yeah. But the yeah. grave he's standing in front of is Rogers. I mean, that's it was clear. It was right in the foreground. No, I did see that. That's a good point. That's a good you one. Know, so, yeah, and uh, there are flashbacks to him going to some funerals, I believe. Yeah. In in Old Man Logan, the book. Right, right, right. And now, obviously, in the, in the movie, like he was he was at one too, but just as, yeah. as a driver. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of little stuff that you know you wonder if it's a nod to this or that. I mean, yeah, uh, I like to, I, I like to think that it is. So many, like there's one where he walks when he walks out of the the doctor's office, um, after getting caught up by X24. Yeah, there's a sign for Hanks, and it's all in it's white, but, but the lettering is like super blue. Oh yeah, gotta be McCoy. Hank, Hank McCoy, you know so. There's little things like that throughout the movie, just littered throughout the movie, and some of the stuff they talk about, and, you know, it's um, it's just really well done, but subtle, but like really well done. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is, and this is one of those times where people like us really appreciate the lengths that a director or a writer will go to to just like, if you get it, like this is for you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and. I I know this is going to sound really sappy. It's not, but like Here we that go. means a lot. But no, but like that means a lot to audiences like us. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. You know, just to have something for us. Yeah, you know, yeah, you so could that. tell you could tell that it meant a lot to them. Plus, you know, I think we're learning this with like the actor too. Like, it, it, we can't completely blame directors for bad comic book movies. I feel like because Ryan Reynolds wanted Deadpool to be good, and he was like all about it. And you know, Hugh Jackman takes a ton of pride in wolverine and like it it shows and like they they're not going to do something that's um now i know x-men origins wolverine was terrible but that was a long time ago so for the most part he does he does great stuff and this was a great way to to cap it off like if you're gonna if you're gonna kill off one of the the top characters do it do it in a meaningful way don't do it like they did it in last stand with professor x and cyclops and everybody else who died in that yeah that was stupid (laughs) all right you ready to move on, or you got? You're good. Yeah, I'm good. No, so please, if you haven't seen this yet, I mean, there's no way you should be here right now. So right for those would make sense. So the only people listening, would see be it again. Who already saw it? <laughs> yeah. So good job. Great start to the year, by the way. We knew there's a, there's a bunch of comic book movies, and this one uh, A plus or six out of six, right out of the shoot. Six out of six, and we got Guardians next month or two months, May, right? That's right. Yep. And Fast and the Take Fate it. of the Furious, which I saw a trailer for. Are we still doing this? Uh yeah, that's fast it's like, eight. It's like the it's, it's this is gonna sound really bad. It's like the ghetto Expendables. Come on, no the lot fast seven was great. Yeah, but like that's that's what it's turned into. It's like yeah. who's done an action? Who's done an action movie? All right, you're in. Sign them up. Get them in you there. Know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the podcast time. Davey, I will let you go first. You let me go first. Pick of the podcast right now. I don't actually don't really have an official one. That's fine. Um, That's this fine. Week, but, you know what? Um, you, you can lump in with mine because we were both there. Uh, the pick of the podcast is actually going to serve as a preview for next week's podcast. Yeah. As Davey and I were both at Northeast Comic Con in beautiful Hanover, Massachusetts. Took place at the Hanover Mall. It was a hollowed out JCPenney. You can't make that up. That is all true. We were there uh, on Saturday. Our buddies from the Mac and Goo podcast were there as well. And we had a chance to interview a few people. Uh, and we're going to play that audio for you next week. Here's just here's a, here's a sneak peek. 
of of some of that. Ready to go up and fight with Odin in Asgard because he killed my father. What do you think? Uh, I was there for that conversation, and that uh, that lady. This lady? She was excited. She was excited to be there in beautiful Hanover, Massachusetts. She was dressed up. Uh, that's why we uh, we spoke with her, and she had a lot to say. I need yep. a satisfaction. Yep. What? <laughs> I need a satisfaction. She needed satisfaction? Needed satisfaction. Some we real all. good. We are gelled. <laughs> um, and it was good to hook up with Mac and Goo. I finally yeah. got to meet Mac and Goo, which was great. Yes. I got to explain to Goo that, no, I, don't, I didn't hate your promos, but it was funnier to hate them. <laughs> we actually got to hash that out over some rum punches. Well, now you're, now you're ruining it for everybody because everybody thought that there was a big rivalry between you and Goo. Now, uh, what I saw, what I saw him standing in front of me, you know, and and the free lesson he gave us in guerrilla marketing. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, they they were they did a great job at yeah. Comic Con, just littering their their new uh, little posters of Mac and Goo and MacandGoo.com. Look at that, yeah. we're, and we're promoting them now, so it's obviously working. It's a real education. Also, my pick of the podcast. By the way, I got one. I got one. Since now we're talking about it, um, there is a family connection here. Hang on one second. I got the name of it. It's a very strange name. I mean, I believe it's the good the Good Brothers podcast. What is that? The Good Brothers podcast is uh, the Fridge's new pod wrestling podcast. Oh, there you so go. If you guys are into WWE, the Good Brothers podcast is coming at you soon. Um, our mutual friend, the Fridge, um, whose father actually works at WEEI. That's correct. Um, as an engineer, uh, he is probably I've known him for over twenty years, and uh, it it's interesting to see how into professional wrestling one person can be. Yeah. Um, oh, he's into it for sure. Yeah. And he's watching all like the Japanese pro stuff and even some Lucha Libre down in Mexico. He's got it all. So yeah. He's got it all. So they, if you guys like professional wrestling and maybe some stuff off the beaten path wrestling, not this Bill Goldberg crap, no. but actually like real Get out wrestling, here. Uh, check them out for sure. All right, well, you can check us out on the Twitter at Dork Podcast. Also, com slash dork. Plus, I'm being promised we're going to have our iTunes channel soon, and when we do, we're going to promote the hell out of that. Davey, we're going to that all. I've heard that all before, no, by I know. the way. Where can you they know, find you? You can find me at uh, Arvon D on both Twitter and Twitch. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of Hashtag Dork. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.